The base inspiration was Sanford's work with quilts, Sanford Bigger's work with quilts, um, how he deconstructs them and gives them a whole new existence. I'm not sure if you're familiar with his work, but there's like the, the way he dimensionalizes things is just such an inspiration. And so Mark was like, yeah, use what you feel from his pieces. I'm like, let's just start with vintage quilts. And then in response to the chains being broken in this piece, I connected it with the wedding ring uh, motif that's a really super common quilting. Um, so marriages, this marriage between enslaved Africans, the descendants, and America. This is a marriage. It's a very bad marriage. It needs more than counseling. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what we're gonna do to, to heal it. But every time I look at the wedding ring thing, it feels this intertwining that's supposed to be joyous, and it could also feel like the chains that are restricting. Meet me at The Chasen. I'm your host, Jennifer Fields. Given the nature of Thomas Ball's Emancipation Group sculpture, it may be hard to believe that there were beautiful moments during the preparation of the exhibit. In fact, there were many. It's April of 2022, and we are standing just outside Gallery 4 within earshot of the artist preparing to perform. What started out as a standard interview turned into something lovely. Kirsten Pyers is a communications manager for the Chazen Museum of Art. Lenore Rute is an artist thriving in Baltimore. On the surface, it may be hard to find the thread that connects a cowgirl from the Midwest to an artist from the East Coast. Listen closely and you may find that they are cut from the same cloth. Lenore, this also Lenore, right? Yes. I have an aunt, Lenora, so I want to yeah, say Lenora. Well, see, Lenora is where, Eleonora is mm -hmm. where my great aunt, Eleonora Hughes, and her maiden name was Twine, and my mom's middle name is, was Eleanor. I have an Elnor. Yeah. I have an Eleonora. Elnora. And a Lenora. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. All in the same family. All in the same, yeah. That's funny. We have a bunch of them. <laughs> there are other people. So when we think about vintage quilts, we think of them as something that needs to be preserved. Yes. We don't often take them yeah. and then repurpose them. Yes. So talk to me about making that leap mm -hmm. to doing that. Oh, this is the very most interesting part to me, is this isn't, this is a, a, a Chinese printed quilt. The fabric is literally, there, there are no patches on this. It's a singular piece of fabric from China that they, made a quilt-like pattern, and then they did machine quilting over it, just a mass-produced thing. So I got this, it was queen size with two shams for $10 on Facebook Marketplace. So what I did was I, I cut it into a cape, um, and that is in reference to the Wide Awakes, um, the, the mo modern iteration and the original. Um, so the shaping is more like the original ones, which were circular um, capes. So yeah, so explain what the wide awakes are for folks who don't know. Oh, I'm still learning. This is still... We all are. Yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. So the wide awakes were, were a group that, I guess, helped Lincoln get elected. They were super protective of the crowds that would uh, surround Lincoln. They would um, signify themselves with uh, oilcloth capes. And they did have a, a motif of an, an eye, wide awake eye. They also had lanterns on sticks. They were very strategic in how they 
presented their visuals. So there have been iterations, and this is the current one I'm, I'm learning about and, and providing some kind of visual. I hope it, it works. It seems to. It seems to be. I'm really interested, Lenore, in this idea that you're, you found a quilt in China it that is. has appropriated yes. a style of quilting, yes. and you've now repurposed it in the presence of a sculpture where an enslaved person is being free. Yes. So it's this whole circular event that you're a part of. Thank you. Thank you for saying that and saying it because I feel like I'm talking too much. But these are the thoughts that are going through my head. I'm going to even take it to a bigger space. Do it. Okay, all of the black stitching, I did that. Kind of thinking a shashiko stitch, the traditional Japanese stitching to, to kind of give it the hand. Hand of the maker. Exactly. It didn't drape the same until I sat there for hours just stitching. I also add, added studs, but that's another thing I haven't been able to really develop fully yet. So I'm watching a film, a short film, about an African designer who is based in Europe but comes back to Kenya to source the uh, outcast stuff that's thrown out of Europe and America. So when you use something, and you donate it to a thrift shop, the stuff winds up going to Africa to dump, which is my, my bigger view is about repurposing, right? Reducing and all of that, reusing. Everything I have on is repurposed. Uh, and we'll talk about, we can talk about that in a little bit. I really want to. I'm watching this film. The gentleman is walking through a market in Kenya and he's talking about he buys sheets so he can make mock-ups of his dress, like twalls and finished products. This exact quilt is hanging in a market in Kenya. I was like, I cannot believe it. I, I, tuck, I got the clip, I sent it to Mark, and I'm like, I cannot even tell you how wrong this is. I got this in Baltimore on a, on a uh, Facebook marketplace for $10. So I had to come from China, all of this work being done, not real work, but some work was done. The fabric itself shipped from China to the United States. Someone used it, didn't want it anymore. And she could sell it to me for $10 and she made a profit. Mm -hmm. This is a queen size quilt. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> it was hanging up there like, I was like, wow, this world is being polluted by things that aren't even real in the first place. But you've made it very oh, real. That's, that's why I felt like, oh, I have to put my foot in it. I have to put something on it that it's like I'm, I'm going to rescue this from the garbage, but more than that, I'm going to make it feel real in a sort of kind of Pinocchio way, like, you're a real quilt. <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds crazy. But Lenore, standing here and talking to you, you with the feathers, you have a spirit pouch, you have all these things that are very spiritual and connected with yes. something that's, that's bigger and broader yeah. and more ethereal yeah. than us. Are you imbuing that? Yes. There's always, I always say there's DNA on yes. the work when somebody's working with a textile. Oh, but there's a spiritual path that's on this absolutely. quilt as well too. I, I, I'm very much aware of that. I read tarot. I've been it, working in the spiritual world for a lot longer than any other thing. Talk about DNA. The, um, the binding that I made from that is my brother Guy and my son Arjuna's t-shirts that they were throwing out because they were beaded, beady and manky. And I lightened them, bleached them, and I was wearing them as t-shirts. And then I'm like, well, 
I have a hundred of these. I need binding. I'm not buying any binding, so I just, <laughs> I just cut it. Not for a ten dollar quilt. Not for a ten dollar quilt, or even a million dollar quilt, because I like stitching. And then I use thread that my mom passed five years ago, but I have all of her leftover threads. See, look, it's on both sides. Who's? It, oh, this, I'm, I'm not gonna keep bragging on this. Yeah, quilt. You, you keep bragging on that quilt. I'm so happy that I got it, and it was it, it was my first purchase in Baltimore, which I just moved to, or relocated from New York and I was able to use it. Sequins that people give me, um, things that they think I could use, all these sequins were gifted to me. I didn't have to buy anything. So this quilt is also about community. Yes. It's also about putting all the energy from people who've given you things, yes. your brother, your family, your yes. mother, yes. all these folks. Yes, every single thing feels valuable to me. There's no waste. There is no waste in my life. I'm, this skirt, it's a, I don't know if you're familiar with Natalie Channon, so this is the Alabama Channon pattern. This is the first one that I learned when I, I was taking her classes. And the t-shirt is a set of four t-shirts from someone else who uh, was engaging the work, Farrell Monch. These are his t-shirts that were left over from his tour. <laughs> so we like, are family. <laughs> like, I was like, these shirts are left over. Ain't nobody buying a 3X. Let me just. Yeah, cut it up and, and, and try to make this skirt. And I've been wearing this skirt for 10, 10 plus years. Are you ever finished, Lenore? No. Are you okay. No, 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 no. I, we would, this is what Mark was just saying. Which one of these are we leaving so I can continue to work on the others? And back to the original point about taking a quilt um, and using, repurposing them. These quilts were literally, that is not even a completed quilt. That was a quilt top. I got a matching set of quilt tops, $30 for the pair, queen size. No finishing. You could see that they were teaching someone because the seams were wonky. It's perfect for what we're doing. And it gives, I put a thin um, backing of just a sheet, an old sheet. And uh, I don't feel as guilty. About like oh, had no top stitching or anything. The only top stitching I'll have will be my hand. So, do you just mention guilty? Do you feel guilty sometimes? Yes. Why? Uh, I, <laughs> That's a big question. It's I'm sorry. Funny. No, no, no. I feel guilty when I sometimes when I buy something new. That's it. And I just I just treated myself to a very expensive pair of shoes, and I learned how to make some shoes as well. But I I was like I can't. These shoes were singing in my heart. They're being delivered in Baltimore today. <laughs> like, I'll treat myself to one pair of shoes. The last few years, I'm like, I'm not buying any new clothes for a year. We are related. This is the <laughs> longest I've ever gone in my life without buying new clothes. And I've made myself a promise that anything that I have yeah. has to be remade or yes. I have to make it out of some quilting fabric or whatever. So I am not allowed to buy anything new. If I want something new, I have to make it from stuff I already have. This is what I do. This is what you do. Here's what we do. We're family. Yes. See? Exactly. See? Like the last, the only thing I will spend money on, and it's a miracle that I haven't, shoes. Yeah. And I haven't bought any shoes either yeah. in the last, since, the, since yeah. the day after Christmas. I bought these secondhand. And these are like $300. They are. But I got them for $80. And you'll have them forever. Yes. Absolutely. This jacket is literally my cousin's. He lost a lot of weight when he joined the military, and he just gave me all of his old things. This is a t-shirt that my son designed, the uh, logo from one of our friends who's a, a musician, Jean Grey. 
and uh, she commissioned this. He was reluctant, but he did it. I said, this is one of the leftover t-shirts. It wasn't centered properly, so I, I got it. So Lenore, as we stand here in this room and you see your works among these, these works of art, and yours are just as valued and worthy, mm -hmm. I, in my opinion, I think. We talked about you never being finished, yes. right? Is there ever any trepidation when you start? Never. I always, I can't wait to start. Even when I'm, I'm here in this amazing place, I've seen things that have triggered my imagination and I'm, I can't wait to get home. I'm already sorting in my mind what I need to, to use to get to the idea that I'm having. I don't really, I wanna get a sketchbook. I don't sketch much, but I felt I have to sketch because I have to dive in. There's no fear of these things because they're forgiving. I tune into the energy of them before I start them. Drawing, I'm always uptight about. What if I don't render it in a way that anyone understands? But this stuff, textiles, and I do jewelry. She showed me your Instagram page. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, that I have no problem. If I see beads, I'm already organizing them. No fear at all ever. So I brought this because I want to give you this gift, but it's even more special for Jennifer to be here. Oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm, I'm, this is what I get to you. I'm such an easy prize. Good. Goodness. First of all, you know I'm going to keep the paper. Uh-huh. Okay. And I repurposed it from This is, else. I love you. So I thought that would be appropriate. <laughs> and my son and I talked to you. <gasps> you have got to be kidding. This is gorgeous. <gasps> this is oh, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. This is a square, part of the quilt I was telling you about. Yes. My great-grandmother and my grandmother started it. And um, I want you to have this because when I finish the quilt, I'm going to leave space for your family in my quilt. <sighs> and you can have that for your family. So much. You don't know how much speech. Oh man. This is so beautiful. I never I would have never this is you I was just telling my son about how much we exchanged. And he definitely wants one of your hats. <laughs> yes. He will but have one. This this exceeds anything I ever expected to get in this and experience. I, I don't know if this is one that, um, who actually worked on it. I think oh, it's my grandmother because if you look on the back, it's all hand stitched oh, and that's yes. how she was amazing with beautiful. her skill. But this, um, beautiful stitches. I love stitches. This is gorgeous. I was telling Lenore that um, my grandmother and her mother worked on this, on this quilt, not this, I don't know, this particular mm -hmm. square. Um, and then, so she wanted my dad to work on it. And then- You gotta get me more makeup all ready. And then I, <laughs> and then I worked on it and my niece worked on it. So is that five generations? Oh. This is so amazing. 
and I just felt such a connection to yes. you as an artist and textiles and I, I don't even have words but I started thinking about it and I, I thought I was thinking about how I could um, honor that and and connect with you with this something is so beyond and and it just came to me and I am so I'm gonna finish that quilt now and I'm gonna leave space for oh, your please. family please and we're forever connected this is what it this is why I'm here thank you thank you so much thank you I, I, I don't It's just this like bright spot in the middle. Oh, it's, it's like it's, just sun and energy and bounce so around about this beauty. On so many levels. It's the, did you touch the fabric? Yes. It's, it's so delicate. It's from the 30s or 40s probably. It's one of my favorite periods of clothing, the 30s. And my, my great grandmother was Swedish, a Swedish immigrant. And these are the Swedish flag colors. Yes, yes. I don't know if that was... That's funny, it's Barbados too. <laughs> I was, as a little kid, I had a baby, I, my mom took us to Barbados uh -huh. for a few months for a vacation. And I had, my bathing suit was a color, it just happened to be the color of the flag. I, I had to put it in the most perfect loving paper. I'm so done. Like the paper came from my sister. Uh, I can't even. I can't, I can't. You can't. <laughs> I'm unable to can. <laughs> I can't, I can't wait to get home. I leave tomorrow. So this is, going right, this is going right on the altar. <laughs> so right on the altar. Oh my this goodness. This is such a gift. I have to honor your family. I always say as long as I have this in my hand, I don't cry. And you made a liar out of me. You made a liar out of me today. That was a special, that's like the most precious. Thank you so much for doing that. Go on and get it. I didn't want to impose on your experience here. And Charlie, I was like, oh, I think experience. We were talking about you when you left about how sweet you are, how much we love you. I got it on tape. It's no joke. You've been listening to Meet Me at the Chasin. Our guest, Lunore Rute, is an artist based in Baltimore, Maryland. Kirsten Pyers is the communications manager for the Chasin Museum of Art. Meet Me at the Chazen is a production of the Chazen Museum of Art on the campus of UW-Madison in Madison, Wisconsin. For more information about the museum, its collections, and exhibitions, visit chazen.wisc.edu. I'm your host, Jonathan Fee. Thank you for listening. Because that's the way you look around here.